Hey everybody, before we get into the show, I wanted to let you know we've got another live show coming up. We will be back at Maya Cinemas on Thursday, May 23rd for Furiosa, the latest in the Mad Max series. We are so excited for this one. Joining me to talk about it, we've got Sam Novak, Shahab Zargari, and Tony Gonzalez. A great lineup. It's going to be an awesome movie. We are so excited to talk about it. So make sure to check the show notes. There are opportunities to win tickets. You could also buy tickets. And we hope to see you there Thursday, May 23rd, 6 p.m. at Maya Cinemas for Furiosa. Alright, welcome to another episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and try to figure out what movies inspired it. And today on the show, it's another one of our Missing Pieces episodes that takes a look back at a little bit older movie, something that came out before we started Piecing It Together and we you know, couldn't have possibly covered because uh, we didn't have the show yet at the time. And this is actually a little bit older of a Missing Pieces episode because we recorded this way back in October of 2020, uh, the week of the film's anniversary 4K re-release. It is a little movie called 300 from director Zack Snyder. And joining me, of course is this podcast's resident Zack Snyder superfan, Chad Clinton Freeman. You guys know Chad, who joins me on all of these kinds of movies uh, and a lot of other episodes, too. He's been here since the beginning of the show, and I always love having Chad on. And I, uh, you know, Zack Snyder is kind of a polarizing figure in the world of film. Um, I like him. I, he's not my favorite. I, I'm not anti-Snyder like some people. Uh, I enjoy his movies. And as we will get to in the conversation, I found myself really enjoying this one. Uh, I, of course, loved it back when it first came out, but I was also, you know, a very excitable, probably drunk at the time, 26-year-old male. So, of course, I liked 300 at the time. And I gotta say, it really held up, though, as an overall film. I loved this movie, and we have a really great time talking about it. So, let's get into this thing, but before I do, if you're new to the show, I would like to ask you to please make sure you are subscribed to Piecing It Together, wherever it is you listen to podcasts. And if you like what we end up talking about here, you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser, and follow us on social media at PiecingPod. So, let's get into this conversation about 300. <music> All right, so it is October, it's Halloween month, but it seems like it's Christmas for our guest, Chad Clinton nah. Freeman, who I'm going to let talk about his buddy, Zack Snyder, for the next God knows how long. <laughs> Chad, how are you doing, buddy? I am doing great. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very excited about this episode. Um, uh, hopefully it doesn't run three hours long or anything uh yeah i, I may have to but, have uh, a regular version and a chat cut <laughs> to uh put on put yes. on the patreon or something like yes that. release the freeman cut please <laughs> uh um i do have a few notes this is my second 
favorite uh, Zack Snyder movie. So yeah, I definitely um, we'll have a lot to talk about here. Awesome. Uh, <laughs> yeah, no, this this is gonna be fun. And and I will say I hadn't seen Three Hundred since the theater. I think I saw it two or three times in the theater back when it first came mm-hmm. out, uh, two thousand seven. And I I liked it a lot back then. In my memory, it kind of. I don't want to be like a film snob about this, but I, it mm-hmm. kind of got very corny to me in my memory. Like, like, oh yeah, 300, you know, roll my eyes a little bit. I really liked it uh, uh, when I rewatched it last week. Right. And I'm, right. I'm really glad we're doing this. I'm, I'm glad I went back to it and rewatched it. I, it is a great movie. It is really well done. It's, it's just as visually impressive as it was back then. Right. And yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun talking about it. I watch it every year. So <laughs> I'm sure you do. <laughs> And I, I own it in every, just about every release they've done. Um, the original uh, DVD box set that they put out, mm-hmm. um, I, I have that. And then I've got it in still case. Of course, now it's uh, what HD they just came out with. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, I'm sure I'll have to buy that version as well at some point. I'm but sure. uh, you actually watched the, the updated version though, right? Yep. Yeah. I, I recently yeah. got a new TV. It does all the 4K and HDR right. and all that nice. crap. And yeah, yeah. It looked very cool. The uh, the new the new transfer of it and everything. Um, you know, but before we get into, you know, puzzle pieces and all that stuff, uh, were, were you a fan of the graphic novel before the movie? Okay, so no, that, and that was one of the things I wanted to bring up is that, I mean, obviously the the, the Frank Miller um, is a huge influence on uh, Zack Snyder uh, overall, sure. and also uh, specifically with this and the, the graphic novel. And then there was also the movie, The, the 300 Spartans from uh, 1962. Mm. Um, I honestly was not familiar with either of those things. I was not familiar with this story at all. Mm-hmm. I actually, um, at the time, believe it or not, was not, um, I mean, this was Snyder's second feature film. Right. Um, he really was not on my radar Um I did uh, see Dawn of the Dead in the theater, did love it, but uh, still, you know, first-time filmmaker didn't really uh, get me pumped to see his second movie. Sure. In fact, um, this film, I just happened to go to because I had a free pass to see it, um, honestly. Hmm. Uh, there, <laughs> there was a comic shop in Vegas that had this uh, program to where, uh, uh, you know, I think it was a couple of times a month they gave out free passes with like uh, posters and things like that. Um, this movie was uh, one of them that I got a free pass for. I'm like, yeah, I'm going to see a free movie. All right. Uh, it was in IMAX. <laughs> and um, so uh, I was just blown away by it. Yeah. I was like, wow. I, I, it was at that point that I watched the movie that uh, Snyder, you know, became. It, 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 it an obsession for me because I was like, okay, this guy knows what he's doing. This is his second movie. His first one was great, but this one is just like, wow. Right. Um. So, uh, yeah. Uh, that was wasn't um a fan of any of that before. What I, what I would say is that what what this movie really did it did make me uh, a fan of him as a filmmaker, and then also. It really opened up a lot of things for me because prior to this movie, I was really a 
I, I guess you would say kind of anti CGI kind of person. Mm-hmm. Um, didn't really like movies that uh, were big with CGI spectacle and things like that. Right. Uh, so this this movie won me over in that regard. It won me over. Also opened my eyes to, um, I guess, uh, graphic novel movies. Really. Sure. Because uh, that wasn't really something that I was into. Um, you know, uh, aside from a few things here and there. So um, there was definitely a, a lot of things that this uh, movie did for me personally that uh, I think it did for a lot of people at the same time. I think so, too. Uh, and yeah. then it opened a lot of uh, doors for what has uh, come since. Absolutely. Well, we're going to start this conversation off this Missing Pieces episode by looking at some of the movies we think might have inspired 300, and then we will look at some of the movies that it might have inspired. So let, let's let start off with your first puzzle piece, looking backwards at movies that may have inspired Zack Snyder with 300. So I will go with the film that I instantly thought of as I was watching the movie. What this movie did for me uh, was really took me back in, in one regard to 1981 and that's uh clash of the titans absolutely um i love that movie as a kid uh saw that movie as a as a kid at the drive-in and uh there was just something about 300 um making uh you know uh, basically sword and sandal um fun uh right. there there you know that had become uh, sort of uh something that was more serious i think yeah it's like mean, stuffy it, it, dramas it, it, like well no well not necessarily that but but oscar winners yeah. and we'll get to some of those but yeah um more of not not the fantasy side of things not um not the not the fun side um, and, and, and that's what Clash of the Titans was when I was a kid was just, uh, a, a, a fun movie with, you know, monsters and swords and, you know, uh, uh you know, battles and such. And, um, this really, um, as soon as I saw it, I was, cause I, I, I was one of those persons that said, no, 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 never remake Clash of the Titans. Right. I saw this movie and I said, okay, you can do Clash of the Titans, let Zack Snyder do it. Of course, he <laughs> didn't end up doing it, but they did do one. They sure did. I was happy with it. So. <laughs> well, yeah, Clash of the Titans is definitely on my list as well. Um, you know, that definitely like taking those those classic stories and just making them big and exciting and fun and mm-hmm. just fantastical and you know just they're right. just the classic adventures and uh i i think that it's definitely a, a huge influence over this and right i you know what i'm just gonna just jump right on with my first piece uh which i think kind of okay. goes right along with clash of the titans which is and this is not a movie. I've got plenty of movies to talk about as well. But I don't know if you remember this. For me, these were huge growing up. But these coffee table books filled with these like heavily stylized pictures of like Greek and Roman like gods and and warriors and stuff like that. You remember those mm. kinds of books that you would like see at the yes. library and stuff. 
Yeah. That's the thing that this movie, when it first came out, like immediately reminded me of because I used to love those books. I used to check those out and then also like the dinosaur ones and like the ones with pictures of the universe and stuff. But I used to love those kind of books. Like I I was the kid that didn't read any books because I was not a, a big reader. <laughs> but but I sure love looking at the pictures. And, you know, going through those big, like awesome paintings of like the warriors and stuff like that. Right. And then they'd be like fighting, you know, who knows what, like monsters and stuff like that. That is what this movie reminded me of when it first came out. And it was like, oh, wow, this is like those books brought to life. Right. Well, that that's the thing is that yeah, it's it's very um it, like I was saying brings the that 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 whole fantasy element to life. Um and yeah, as far as like um images um I I I mean really it, it not knowing the graphic novel beforehand, mm -hmm. you can totally just see how it is a graphic novel come to life. Sure. Um and any sort of uh fantastic um, you know, uh, art of, you know, uh, ancient, um, you know, Myth Greek mythology, or, or whatever, I any of that uh, from, uh, you know, many, many years ago. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, uh, totally. I, I realized that Snyder had this capability to do was to really just put you into the world that he wants to put you in, right. uh, which is pretty much his world. Uh, you know, his imagination, I think is what he's putting you into. Sure. Um, where, um, you know, you, you've get his, uh, slow motion. And one of the things I noticed when rewatching this film is, uh, how, how much it contrasts because everybody remembers how big and bold this movie is, but there, the, this movie gets so quiet at times. Yeah. And then it explodes. And, and I love that, the way that... Um, and I remember Watchmen does the same thing. Um, everybody always remembers that it's big and loud, but he, but really he, he, he will... He, he, he plays with the contrast of loudness. Yeah, you get, so. you get a lot of these, these uh, warriors like bonding and being, you know, you like getting to know them and, and their friendship and all that kind of stuff. You, it's really not just nonstop battles or anything. Right. Yeah. Right. Even though it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what, yeah. What do you got well, for your so, next so, Yeah. So the next one, it, and it goes along with what we're saying, it goes along great with Clash of Titans, and that's Excalibur, uh, also 1981. Now, the the difference between Excalibur and Clash of Titans is that uh, Clash of Titans uh, was a, a PG film. Um, I think uh, it. Uh, I think it did have. Or at least I remember as a kid, there was a, a nude scene. Um, but Excalibur was the adult side. It was the adult version. Um, it was a, a movie where this world of, uh, you know, swords, of course, and it, it's, uh, it's, you know, it's knights. It's, uh, it, it's King Arthur. So it's a, a little bit different, but it's still in the, the world of, uh, you know, swords and, and fighting. Sure. And, you know, it was geared toward adults. It was R rated, uh, nudity, um, uh, very sexy and, and sensual. And that is what Zack Snyder did with, um, you know, that he, he brought the fun, I feel of like clash of Titans, but then he also, uh, has that, 
um, adult side. Right. Because uh, this was a hard arm movie, lots of nudity, you know, lots of uh, uh, sexuality, uh, homoeroticism, and, you know, a graphic, brutal uh violence so i mean it again that was one of the the things is that he he was able to create this movie and say hey this is for adults but it doesn't have to be you know snooty at all mm-hmm. it can just be fun and uh that's just one of the great things I think about why I love it is just that it's, it's just unapologetic. It's just, this is what it is. And it's, it's, it's okay for, you know, uh, adults, uh, to, to, to like comic books and graphic novels and like, uh, swords and, and it's just, you know, kind of all in your face. I wonder if I've ever seen Excalibur. I, I must've back in the day, uh, it, it it sounds awesome. Excalibur, I was not allowed to see at the time. I remember because uh, it was R. Sure, uh, I do remember my parents watching it, and I was not allowed. Um, I I did see it later, um, and I actually rewatched it probably about a, a year ago or so. Um, it is a great movie, um, and from what I understand, it uh it it's a film that uh definitely uh, Zack Snyder holds very high. Sure. In fact, uh, in Batman uh, v Superman, that is the film that uh the that is on the billboard when the oh. the Waynes are walking out of the theater. Nice, so, nice. Yeah, that's a cool connection. <laughs> well, I'll go with another piece here and. This is probably one of the ones that uh, you you were hinting at uh, earlier with ah. your first piece, but uh, that is Ridley Scott's Oscar-winning Gladiator, yes. uh, which of course swapped Greece for Rome. Uh, but I mean, come on, Gerard Butler's Leonidas is absolutely right. absolutely inspired <laughs> right. by Russell Crowe's Maximus, and there's right. there's just no question there. And uh, I I love Gladiator. I think it's you know oh yeah me too yeah it's it's one of the just ultimate of that. It it belongs in that uh, legacy of the big, you know, sand and sandals, you know, giant epic type movies. And it really, it really solidified itself, I think, with the performance. The score is also uh, another thing that I think is influenced by, uh, by that, that classic score there. And um, yeah, just a lot of the action and all that. And of course, we get into more, uh, you know, magical elements with 300 than there was of anything like that in uh, in Gladiator. But just the the setting and everything, though, uh, definitely sets it up in a right. similar way. Yeah, no, totally. I mean, Gladiator is definitely a a wonderful movie. I I do love uh, Gladiator. Um, like you said, uh, Leonidas uh, is very much uh, a lot uh, like that character. Uh, you know, these bigger than life. Uh, really, when he opens his mouth, everybody listens. Right. You know right. that sort of thing, um, and. I would say also with Gladiator, the the there are pieces of Gladiator, the look of Gladiator, this golden look mm-hmm. that Gladiator gives that I think uh, 300 also um, 
has in a lot of times of the movie, especially early on in the film before they actually, well, between when he's an adult and before they go to battle, I would say there's this kind of golden kind of look that we get. And and there are moments uh, in other places that I think uh, was the palette of gladiator sure um and i'm I'm sure that uh some of the the cinematography uh definitely uh you know is uh pulling from that film absolutely um as, along along with gladiator though I'll, I'll go ahead and jump into my next puzzle pieces because okay. uh, i the same one of these movies and and, and yeah what I, what i'm talking about and these are both great fantastic movies and that's mel gibson's braveheart mm-hmm. again another character bigger huge than life uh, uh i think these movies need that uh focal point especially when it's a movie where it's uh you know big battles um you you need that that one character who is calling the shots that everybody goes along with um and uh i think the leonidas character is is sort of in a way he's almost a caricature of those two guys Mm -hmm. but at the same time uh, gerard butler i i think he's just so good that he 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 is able to pull it off that it does not come off corny but then what happened because you were talking about this earlier with how you, you remember uh, just thinking back about this is I think everything that followed with uh, memes and social media and just the the influence that this film had, it gives you sort of that corny uh, thinking of thinking back to it. Right. But then when you actually watch it, you remember how it actually is. Right. And, and it doesn't at all come off corny. Yeah. I mean, especially some of the worst moments in uh, film parodies have been based on 300. And that, that stuff really kind of drags it down a little bit. Right. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But I mean, he, 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 he offers so many, like almost everything out of his mouth really is like uh, been quoted. Oh uh, yeah. Or, or is a meme. And, and I'm just like, wow, <laughs> you know, I mean, really. Um, but in the context of the movie, it, it, it all works so well. And some of it, uh, some of it is, is funny, mm-hmm. uh, like the, the bit about, um, you know, uh, when they rain the arrows, we'll fight in the shade. Sure. Um, and then uh, some of it is just like really, really, I mean, the whole madness this is sparta that scene i mean that is just like so iconic and so so fantastic so powerful and and regardless of uh you know how how many times it's been memed or or parodied or or what have you to me that moment is still just uh you know it works it's it's epic it's absolutely epic yeah Yeah, exactly epic epic's the perfect word for this film well, I'm gonna I'm gonna move on from Braveheart to a couple more Mel Gibson movies with 2004's The Passion of the Christ and 2006's Apocalypto, uh, which nice. both of which you know not as heavily stylized as 300, but still bring you into this you know this ancient moment in history, right? And really like 
get you in there with this visceral, gritty, and really like ultra violent look at what things were like at that moment in time. And right. that's just something Mill Gibson loves to do in the films he directs, I guess. Right. And, uh, and, uh, you know, again, this is much more stylized. It's obviously based on a, you know, a graphic novel, like uh, that kind of pops off the screen, the fact that it's based on something comic based, but at the same time, it is, uh, taking you into this other world, basically, and this other moment in time, and doing so, like I said, such a visceral, uh, real way. And yes, I, I totally, I totally agree with you there. Um, I would say, as far as film, filmmakers, uh, Mel Gibson, well, actually, not just uh, filmmakers, I would say his actor as well, um, ha has a, a big part uh, as far as inspiration uh, on 300. I mean, it, it to me, totally, um, uh, it taps into that same thing that uh, that he does with his films. Mm. Um, and, and Gerard Butler does that same thing with his performance. He taps into, I mean, this totally could have been a movie it came out years earlier that Mel Gibson had directed and started. Sure. I mean, I, I totally see that, but, uh, yeah, no, um, I, I had actually thought about, um, I didn't think of passion of the Christ, but that, that is definitely a, a, a good, uh, a good point there, uh, of really giving you this, uh, world that's, uh, you know, long since passed by right. and, and really showing you this uh, brutality of it. Um, I did think of uh, Apocalypto a little bit, mm -hmm. but uh, I, I remember uh, I was trying to think of, of movies that uh, uh, that were like a, a, a team of people. And that one's more of a uh, if I remember right, it's, it's mostly, isn't he mostly on his own throughout the whole thing? His yeah, journey? I believe uh, so. But, but at the same time, what I will say is that, um, the way that movie, that movie is basically, it's not really a story per se. It's pretty much like one long action scene. Um, it's, it's kind of like action after action after action sure um and that's really what 300 is there 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 are things that that are going on but at the same time this really is just it's not a it's not a story driven film right it's uh it's not plot driven it's action driven it's uh visually driven um and uh, i uh, was definitely trying to to think of movies along that line mm -hmm. of uh action driven and not uh plot driven so i i think that uh does work yeah um i might as well jump into this because <laughs> it's funny uh i i i wrote down and i'll explain why okay. i wrote down actually the um, the Mad Max films, uh, okay. on my list. Uh, so, you know, the 70, I'm talking about the 79, the 81, the 85 Mad Max films. Sure. Um, the reason is 300 feels like a video game come to life in many ways. Oh yeah. Like a lot of the action is so stylized. It just seems like a, a video game. Um, and I was trying to think again, like I said, about movies that were not, uh, plot driven. They were more of just action driven, especially ones that um, maybe 
are around one particular action. And the, the, the one that really popped up was Road Warrior, which, you know, I mean, it's basically a chase. Right, it, right. It, it's basically what it is. So I, I, I thought that worked. But then I started thinking about the other ones, though. I mean, um, the original Mad Max, I mean, it's, it's, a, it's a simple uh, revenge movie, and it's very much a series of chases. Uh, so oh, yeah. they're very much... Uh, video games, if you think about it. Um, it, it, it's almost as if they were part of the culture that helped influence video games. Right. And then you've got 300 that feels like it is a product of video games. Oh, yeah. Um, because you've got not 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 like clash of the titans where you, you do have some of that early on where he he kind of is going on a quest going here to see this magical uh, uh you know uh uh he goes to see the siren so um you've got this it kind of feels like clash of titans there but then once you get on the on the move they fight this squad of people they fight this monster they this this thing attacks you know you've got this series of bad guys that they're fighting mm-hmm. uh which feels very uh a video game um it just feels like it's like okay we cleared this level uh, now let's throw in the monsters yeah they take a break <laughs> and then it's like okay and now here are the more um, immortals you know uh and then they take a break uh so it's very much video game feeling in that regard definitely um and so just like i said i mean uh mad, mad max uh i felt like what the best i could think of was it seemed like mad max helped uh in a lot of ways influence video games um, and this one felt influenced by video games. Well, you know, spoiler alert for later in the conversation, but it, <laughs> but it is funny how uh, some of these movies we're talking about influence 300, and then future installments in the series might have been influenced by 300. We'll, we'll see what happens uh, <laughs> later on in the conversation. Right. right? <laughs> um, but uh, speaking of video games, my next piece is a video game, uh, which, nice. which is 2005's God of War on PlayStation mm. 2, which that had just come out. And Honestly, it's one of the best games ever, and the the series has hit or miss as it continues on with some of the uh, future installments of it, but that first one was just so impressive visually and also like like I said earlier in the conversation about how I used to love those like books of like the ancient right. Greek gods and all that stuff and all the mythology um it really like reignited that excitement for that kind of stuff because that that game really brought that stuff to life in such an awesome, fun way. And 300 comes along two years later and just continues that whole thing was really, really just fun and exciting at the time to like dig into all this mythology. And the God of War series like kind of played with drawing from different mythologies, uh, Greek, Roman, and other cultures as well. But uh, it, it, you know, definitely a lot of that Greek stuff was in there as well. And uh, so, yeah, that definitely the God of War video game, that first one, was such a major moment for gamers at the time. And like you were saying there with your last piece, uh, video games seemed to be part of what this movie kind of was born out of. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, God of War. I've never played that game. Um, I I specifically know uh, the visuals and the look 
effects and the the feel of that game. Right. Um, and th- that's one of those movies that uh, from time to time they keep saying they're going to make a, a movie out of. And I'm like, yes, make a movie out of that because yeah. it just looks like the kind of movie that I'm going to want to see. Um, cause you know, I, I, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not a gamer, but, uh, I definitely like, uh, the, the, the look of, of certain, uh, games. And, um, I think you like nerdy I, I stuff know. and it's okay to say that. <laughs> 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 well, I mean, I just, uh, I, I, I think there's been so many bad though movies actually based off of video games that a lot of people are, are, um, like kind of against them oh, when they yeah. even hear about it but um not me i i mean i'm i'm always willing to to give them a try that's so, right absolutely <laughs> I say bring god of war on <laughs> well i only got one more uh for the inspired by what what do you have well i i, I carry on to with what uh we're talking about here i'm gonna go with game of death uh 1978 the bruce lee movie okay. um it's uh another one of those that uh this one, uh, in a lot of ways, feels like with what I was just talking about with how you go and you fight this bad guy and then you uh, go to the next bad guy. Sure, um, sure. I think uh, Game of Death was a big influence on um, video games in that way. Um, and uh, I think it's a film that, uh, even though it's not a great film because uh, you know it was an incomplete film when... Uh, Bruce Lee died and then they finished it without him. Right. Um, it definitely has its issues once it gets to the part to where he is into the game. Um, it's, it's so damn good though, the action. Um, and, uh, that's just one of those though, that, uh, popped in my head, uh, and thinking about, uh, movies, uh, that possibly influence games, also, I'll go ahead and just throw this one in, uh, and this one's uh, maybe a little silly, but uh, when I was a kid, I loved it. Uh, me and my brother, we both, we loved this movie. We saw it at the theater. Uh, Megaforce, uh, the 1982 movie. Um, I don't know if I ever <laughs> saw this, but I remember I remember the poster, though. <laughs> uh, so, uh, Megaforce uh, is a made-up made up world, basically. It's, it's two countries you've never heard of, and you've got a army of uh, specialists on motorcycles that fly and uh, <laughs> they have a task uh, to uh, go you know save the princess or whatever um, and there's a big big battle and you know big motorcycle stunts and action uh, so very very much uh, you know a, a video game uh, precursor type movie um, and uh, like I said, I loved it as a kid. I own it on DVD. I, re- I rewatched it a couple of years ago. Um, it's 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 fabulous. It really is. Uh, I, I wonder <laughs> if they I wonder if they've ever done a how did this get made episode on this because it looks. <laughs> I'm looking at at the poster and some stills from the movie, and it looks just amazing. Well, I, you know, a, a former stuntman turned filmmaker made the movie. Uh, I remember when it came out, um, uh, the critics hated it. They <laughs> they gave it like really, really bad reviews. Me and my brother were so upset when we were a kid. Uh, we loved, loved, loved this movie. But yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. Uh, well, I'll, I'll go with my last one, uh, which I think is a pretty obvious one from just a couple of years before 300 came out. 
out. Uh, 2005's Robert Rodriguez directed adaptation of a Frank Miller graphic novel, Sin City. Yes. Which I think really, you know, proved that something this over the top stylized could work on the big screen. I, I can't think of many movies other than these two that have done it so successfully. And yeah, that's the know, key successfully. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And and th- there's others that have tried it. And I mean, really, Scott Pilgrim vs. the World a few years later was the only other one that I think that really does it as successfully. But yeah, I, that came first. And also being Frank Miller, it, it has to be mentioned as an inspiration. It had to be like, you know, in the ether for for uh, Zack Snyder as he was developing 300 into a movie. Definitely. I mean, uh, I had that on my list as well. Mm-hmm. Sin City, um, here's here's what I will say is that um, at the time I was a huge Robert Rodriguez fan. Mm-hmm. I was totally, totally unimpressed and disappointed with Sin City. Um, I was very much just... I felt like I got punched in the gut watching that movie. Wow. I was so let down. Yes, no, I I do not like that movie. I am not a fan of that movie. So I, again, that was part of going into 300 of me just not really, because I was like, yeah, it was another Sin City movie. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> so uh, that's really what, uh, it, it, it had a lot going against it when I went into this film and mm. it was able to, to, to win me over. I went in like, hell yeah, another Sin City movie. <laughs> <laughs> what I would say is that both of these films, the biggest thing though that they were able to do was show what could be done with CGI of throw people in front of a green screen and the magic that you can see. I mean, of course, Star Wars, the prequels tried this and I didn't think was as successful in 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 convincingly creating the the world. To say you know? the least. Yeah. Um <laughs> and um I think that these were able to successfully do it and then uh, so much of CGI has become the norm with like every movie oh, and, yeah. and most people don't even know this but i mean you know movies that you would not even think they're cgi they're cgi yeah there. it's insane like you watch those behind the scenes things and it's like nothing is real in these movies yeah no it's uh it, it, it's definitely crazy but uh like i said i i was kind of against it and this movie did definitely won me over um you would say that was your last puzzle piece yes um I do have a handful. I'm sure. I'm sure you do. Just uh, rattle them <laughs> off for us. Well, I, definitely. Uh, one of the things that we, we kind of touched on music, but uh, you, because you had mentioned, uh, you know, music in a way, uh, kind of akin to uh, uh, gladiator. Score. Gladiator. Yeah. The other thing I want to say, though, music-wise, is that I think also it took note of A Knight's Tale, the 2001 film, which okay. A Knight's Tale took uh, and threw, you know, rock music uh, into, you know, a movie with uh, knights sure, and swords. Sure. And uh, that worked. And then, you know, Tyler Bates, he was able to to really, to me, I have a fantastic score on this. Uh, the way he integrates, you know, like the classic, uh, whatever, ancient, I, I don't know what you call that kind of music. Sure. The, you know, the... the Just epic. The, it's always the, the woman, like, in the background, the drums and all of that stuff. Sure. And then also weave that into hard-hitting, like, 
heavy metal rock. Yeah. Um, so, um, a Knight's Tale definitely in that regard. Well, the Crow, because the Crow to me was the Crow was for me the movie when it came to anything based on comic books, graphic novels. I honestly did not like um, comic book movies. Um, I would say never was into comic books. Always loved the Crow. Thought the Crow was such a a beautiful dark world really puts you into that world. Zack Snyder was able to uh, do that same thing with 300 and it actually was successful. Right. You know, uh, it wasn't like you saw a bunch of films after that, that got uh, greenlit and happened. Um, so uh, the crow though, I think was a, a, a big, uh, influence as far as this film i think the crow is an interesting one to bring up because it's definitely comes from a uh, a place of these movies that if you didn't know you, you'd never know that it was based on a comic you know like that is not like immediately you know obvious that the crow was a comic book character and ni- neither is 300 right yeah. Right. So what uh you said you have a bunch more? <laughs> yeah, so uh I'm gonna, I'm going to go with uh the the Stanley Kubrick uh, 1960 uh Spartacus movie. Okay. Um I it, you know, it's one of the the classics as far as uh serious uh sword and sandal movies. Mm-hmm. So there's that one as far as on the fun side of the sword and sandal, I would go with Jason and the Argonauts. Mm-hmm. Um of course uh Ray Harryhausen um who did the clash of the titans effects he, he, he did a you know a bunch of films with the effects but uh the jason and the argonauts uh one of the classic ones of uh fun sure uh, and again somehow snyder was able to like take take spartacus and jason and the argonauts and kind of blend them i yeah, feel like definitely and uh i, I will go with the alamo the john wayne produced and directed 1960 film because the alamo is actually what i thought of when i saw 300 uh, it's pretty much the same story of of you know a small uh, group of people going up against the really big huge army where you've got the one team that's just fighting uh, because uh, it's the right thing, whereas you've got the other group that's more of the spoiled and entitled. And uh, this uh, smaller team of people is actually able to do, you know, damage to that big, uh, um, that big army. And then that uh, is like a spiritual victory that then leads to greater things to come and becomes like, you know, a, a battle cry. Uh, So the Alamo, uh, I always loved, I haven't seen that movie in forever. It used to always come on TV when I was little and I would always watch it. Um, And I don't know uh, if the Alamo is as big a deal uh, because I did grow up in Texas as it was uh, growing up in Texas. But uh uh, for me, that was the the story that uh, came to mind uh, for me instantly. Yeah, no, that makes a lot of sense. I think that definitely works. Three more, real quick. Uh, <laughs> okay. I was going to say Return of the Jedi, because uh, Return of the Jedi, uh, again, same sort of thing of you've got the 
bad guys with all the technology with everything and then you've got you know the little guys in in return of jedi it really is little guys it's ewoks uh <laughs> with rocks and sticks uh you know um almost the uh, david and goliath kind of story mm-hmm. um uh which i'm always a, a fan of that sort of thing and i would go with batman begins because batman begins i think also was important because it started to take uh, comic book movies in a new direction in 2005. Oh, yeah, that was before this, wasn't it? Yeah. I would yeah. have thought it was so, after. That's crazy. <laughs> so so Batman Begins uh, is, is part of uh, like 300 of, of getting us to where we are now with uh, comic book movies. Sure. Of uh, doing things more, uh, you know, for adults. Yeah, uh, yeah. And, instead of thinking... This is for kids. Exactly. Um, the last one I want to mention is just He-Man and the Masters of the Universe, 1983, <laughs> the cartoon, not the movie. Uh-huh. So uh, just just the fact that He-Man was so cut, you know, <laughs> and 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 like here all of a sudden you got 300 of these guys, <laughs> you know, look like He-Man. Um, but uh, and I would also say that you know this this movie really uh, opened up the the talks for uh, a new he-man master of the universe movie of course they keep saying we're going to get one every few years and it was in production supposed to come out last year this year and they still haven't shot anything it's, ne- it's but, never uh, going to happen yeah. chad <laughs> <laughs> but 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 uh to to that piece though uh be honest with me when you were walking back to the car after you saw 300 for the first time were you thinking to yourself i gotta go to the gym Ah. (laughs) i know i was that's for sure (laughs) yeah yeah no it uh it it definitely can expire uh uh you know having to work out oh yeah better fit (laughs) although of course i mean even gerard Gerard butler gerard butler's in such great shape here and i mean you see him now like since then like i wonder if he's like oh that's just that's called being normal that's all (laughs) yeah a normal person but (laughs) all right let's move on to talking about the movies that 300 inspired i mean we kind of hinted at a few of them along the way but uh yeah uh there there's going to be a bunch of interesting things to talk about uh looking forward and this of course uh like we said came out in 2007 so it's been it's been 13 years since then and i do think Mm -hmm. it was heavily influential on action movies in that first uh five five ten years after this like it was just so readily apparent but uh what do you got for your first one uh i'm gonna go with gods of egypt sure the uh, 2016 (laughs) film um alex uh, proyas which who directed the crow so they they come back around with the loop but i mean totally gods of egypt because it's one of these worlds where it's basically all cgi and it's gerard butler mm-hmm. so and um I, I of course love gods of egypt as well <laughs> but uh would we get a gods of egypt without 300 i i don't i don't think so <laughs> i think you're 100 percent right on that one <laughs> uh and if if i'm not sure i don't really remember that movie too well that one might fit into my first puzzle piece uh you, you'll have to remind me if, if it fits but uh every movie with a giant army 
uh, that came after this movie with a giant CGI army of like tens of thousands of people and they all look the same as they're marching forward, uh, which was done absolutely to death in uh, the years following 300 and not done as well, I must say. I will throw um, one example of that just to drive Chad a little bit crazy here, and that yeah. that is Avengers Endgame, uh, <laughs> the final Avengers movie. Which no, ha- I, I I did think of uh, Endgame. Yeah, it, it had it had to be mentioned, uh, but but yeah, just that big, overly stylized action battle scene where there's just like a sea of people coming forward, and you know how how are our heroes going to stand up to all these people? Well, you know. CGI and it's an action movie, so of course they can. But, uh, but yeah, that that is just something that's been done so many times in the years following this. Right. Well, well, what was so great though with 300 in those action scenes though is that how you did have this this huge battle, and then like a video game, it mm-hmm. zooms you in like on one specific uh, a person, you know, and and the and a lot of times the the camera will do like a rotate around yeah. and uh, you know there's some slow motion and a head chops off or whatever um such stylized and 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 so great whereas yeah so the olden days these uh these films like Spartacus uh or any of the other ones you can think of where there were big uh battles you didn't get that sort of uh intimacy with uh, zooming in and actually getting you know in and on the the action like yeah that. they're now we're able to use the technology to like really just do anything the director can imagine yeah, yeah no definitely um so what do you got next? I, I, I I'm going with a another this is a very very obvious one um and that and something I very much love though the uh, TV show Spartacus mm. uh, which came out in uh, 2010. Uh, Spartacus, uh, it completely does the 300 where it's, you know, in front of a green screen, um, and it, uh, tells the, uh, the story of Spartacus, uh, which even though they've had this TV show, which is actually my favorite TV show of all time, um, I'm, I'm still on board for them doing a, a new Spartacus movie. (laughs) Sure, sure. I, Maybe it'll be good if they do another one. But yeah, I know you've talked really highly of that TV show. I never did see it, but uh, it looks good for sure. It, it, it's, it's very much a 300 expired, uh, inspired from the, the sexuality of it, the nudity of it, the, the, the slow motion, mm-hmm. the way it looks, the CGI, um, the action. I mean, it's, it's, it's pretty much a, a 300 TV show. It really is. So I'll go for my next piece, uh, continuing along with Gods of, Gods of Egypt, uh, another movie that like fits in with that, and also is another one of these ones that I kind of hinted at that uh, future installments or remakes mm-hmm. would be included, but uh, Clash of the Titans remake with Sam yes. Worthington, which, yes. I mean, is... You know, again, it's got your sea of, uh, of, <laughs> of of warriors, I believe, was in it. And then also the increasing, uh, you know, bad guys that are, like, increasingly more monstrous and, right. and video game-like as it goes along. And that I, I feel like the Clash of the Titan movies, uh, these remakes that they made, as not great as they are, uh, I feel like they kind of dominated a lot of the conversation in those those you know that that decade after 300 like they were like these big big huge movies yeah definitely no i i i think that 
the Clash of the Titans remake is great. The second one might not be as good, but the the, the remake's great. Yeah. Um, I, I think it did take a lot of cues from uh, 300, especially the uh, the way Leonidas was and the way he spoke. And that's where we get, you know, release the Kraken, sure. I think. Uh, <laughs> which, again, becomes a part of so much afterwards. But yeah, no, I'm I I love uh, Clash of the Titans, and I think also what it did, what it learned from 300 was, um, because when you when you watch the original, the original Clash of the Titans, it it is more geared toward kids, and it is silly, and you've got the the robotic owl, and they they realize, hey, we don't have to do that. Um, they play it more of middle ground for families. Um, instead of going the uh, hard R that 300 does. Um, but at the same time, it's, I would say, aimed for adults. It's not aimed for kids. Right. Um, and I think that was a huge thing that, that 300 did is really said, hey, we can aim a movie at adults that is action, that is video game that is music video that is stylized that right. is you know a comic book yeah absolutely yeah <laughs> yeah well what do you um, got next? i would say along that I, I could just rattle off a couple though that along the same lines of the clash of the titans sure uh, that came afterwards that definitely were in, inspired in immortals the 2011 with henry cavill which was a great disappointment. Yeah, um, not very I, good. I thought so, though, from the trailers. I was like, this is a 300 ripoff. Uh, <laughs> not a fan of th- that one. 10,000 BC, which I am a fan of, the 2008 uh, Roland uh, Emmerich film. Sure. Um, to me, that one, um, uh, is, I think, owes a lot to 300, also to uh, Apocalypto. Um, but... Uh, the other one, uh, Pathfinder, the 2007 uh, Marcus Nisbell film, which is kind of like uh, First Blood thrown into this kind of a world. Mm-hmm. Um, Hercules in 2014, Conan the Barbarian in 2011, The Eagle 2011. <laughs> there was a wave of these films yeah. you know, that really followed uh, that I think 300 really uh, helped um kick the door down for sword and sandal films exactly yeah i think it's absolutely fair to say that all of those are inspired by 300 definitely so i'll go uh i'll go with something else here another one we hinted at earlier uh mad max fury road continuing from your uh original mad max trilogy but uh but yeah i mean just the ultra stylized totally over the top insane action sequences uh the score again that that mixes that classic epic score with heavy metal riffs and stuff like that and uh i I haven't seen fury road in a while but i believe there was slow-mo in it wasn't there uh i would think so yeah probably (laughs) seems like it (laughs) only thing that fury road needs is it needs max to be more leonidas like Mm -hmm. that's that's my complaint yeah uh (laughs) yeah and, and not only that it also has that whole return of the jedi element of this smaller group of people against the big baddie um you know and um which is also, you know, the whole 300 thing. Yeah. So, uh, no, yeah, definitely. Um, I, I love it when, when you can see the, 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 the loop of, 
here's what came before, here's it came, here's what came after. Right. And so many of these are, are, are looping back around. Yeah, but, uh, definitely. What do you got next? I, I'm going to I'm gonna throw one out there that a lot of people are probably not going to agree with me on, and they're going to say I'm crazy. Okay. But, uh, I, I'm going to say uh, Avatar, uh, uh, 2009 Avatar. Okay. It's a CGI world. Cameron may have been working on that way before 300 was greenlit. I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I think, uh, that again, uh, I, I think important, important things that, that 300 did though, was, uh, to, to, to make money, uh, with this, uh, you know, totally immersive, uh, CGI world. Mm-hmm. And I think that, uh, you know, without that, I don't know what avatar would have been necessarily, or had we got that avatar that we did get. Right. But, um, I, I'm I'm putting it as uh, one that influenced it. No, I get it. Absolutely. I mean, it, nothing had been, like, obviously, like we said, like, CGI has really been just a major part of, of Hollywood and movies, even in ways we don't even know for, for so long, even before. But to have the whole entire world that these people are occupying be CGI, that was new. And... You know, Avatar definitely, you know, picks it up and runs with it uh, to, to the next step from there. Definitely. So, uh, okay, I'm going to go with another one, which I, I would imagine is probably on your list as well. Uh, produced by Zack Snyder, but not directed by, uh, and that's Wonder Woman, uh, mm, <laughs> which yes. all of the the sequences uh, with with the Warriors uh on wonder woman's home whatever it is uh i don't know i don't know these movies very well chad i'll let you fill in the blanks there but but whatever that island thing is and and all the the amazon warriors like battling it 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 all really even though it's not directed by snyder it has his fingerprints all over the way that that action is staged and the way that those sequences are choreographed yeah, definitely. I mean, and if you think about Wonder Woman, also in this regard, uh, it it almost in many ways is the the female version of Three Hundred because Three Hundred is a world where the males are born, they've got to meet a, a, a certain a level sure, uh, to sure. even be accepted, and then from birth they are trained uh, as warriors, as fighters. So they they already have their their destiny. Uh, determined for them that they're going to fight um and very much that's that's wonder woman that she from uh, birth was you know uh, a warrior trained to fight and to protect so you know a a lot of ways it's very much the uh, uh the female 300 yeah um so I I totally am I that was one that I didn't write down I wrote down DC in general because um again I don't think we we get to where we are with any of the DC films, um, specifically uh, without 300 and uh, the what what it did for not just the virtual studio but graphic novels in general and and putting seriousness and fun together and making it adult oriented. Right. Um, those things are all a, a great influence on DC. Uh, and and the movies that it has made, and of course, I mean, he had it uh, their movies for a while. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, D, it's it's crazy, but I mean, DC and Zack Snyder, like they're so 
connected. Like there, there's no pulling right. pulling them apart. Even even no matter how hard they try to you know bring in other directors and other right. other voices, it's it's all tied to him in a way. Right. Yeah. Yep. All right. I got. Uh, I got. Do I have one last one? Yeah, I got one last one to, to bring up. Uh, and this is another one of these, you know, something inspired 300 and then 300 inspired a future right. installment kind of thing. It, that's the most recent God of War video game, which which mm. they've gotten to the point now where they're, they're kind of almost starting over. And it's just called God of War, the newest one. Um, and now with like the technology of PlayStation 4, now PlayStation 5, they're making a sequel to this one. But uh, they've gotten to the point where they can really up the storytelling aspect of it. And now in the newest one, it's, it's like a much more like personal story of, of the character Kratos and training his son. And so you get a lot of that, that real personal aspect of it. And a lot of it feels like the earlier scenes in 300 before we get to all the action where he's just, he's with his son and he's training him and he's like kind of giving him uh, bits of wisdom and all that kind of stuff. And that's exactly where we find Kratos at this point in the, the new God of war games. And it, it, you know, it's a change from the just nonstop action of the earlier games, but it definitely feels inspired by the way Leonidas and his son are uh, interacting and passing on that, that, that wisdom and all that. No, I like I said, uh, the the God of War uh, video games. If I was going to play video games, I'd probably play that game. Yeah, but, uh, <laughs> for sure. I, I could imagine the, that. Just just the look of it. Again, I I, I want them to, uh, to 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 do a movie, but do it better than the uh, World of Warcraft, um, which could be a puzzle piece here. I didn't have it written down, <laughs> but uh, <laughs> yeah, let's let's aim for at least as good as Rampage. <laughs> So do you, do you have any uh, uh, any others? Yeah, yeah, I do. Um, I well, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with a an, another favorite of mine. Um, and funny how you were talking about the early ons of 300. Uh, the the scenes prior to that though is what made me think of this one, and that's Alpha. Um, Albert Hughes's uh, movie, uh, that 2018, movie. that we actually did an episode on yes we did um i i i think i may have mentioned 300 i don't know if i did but uh you know the early scenes went 300 where he has to go out into the wild and um he uh is is attacked and he you know has to to kill with the stick uh wolf or whatever um reminded me a lot of uh alpha absolutely a few quick other ones i got here i got john carter i've got Valerian in the City of a Thousand Planets. Sure. Um, uh, these are both flops that uh, I really like. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but they're, I'm with you on John Carter, not Valerian. <laughs> <laughs> but they're they're very much like you're you're transported to these you know different worlds. Yeah. Uh, I'm a huge fan of that. Whenever if it if it can take me to an alternative uh, universe or to a different world, um, I I'm I'm sold. Sure. Um, uh, Samson, the 2018 film. Oh um, yeah, you love that the movie. Bi- yeah, the biblical uh, superhero. Uh, <laughs> that definitely um, works here. <laughs> I'm definitely um, a fan of anything that's uh, involves the uh, swords. Uh, the last thing I was going to say is um, uh, actually uh, 300 had a, a big influence on uh, Indian films. There are a number of Indian films that I've seen. Uh, that uh, it's funny because they caught 
on way later. Mm -hmm. uh, the biggest one was uh, Bahubala, which was a, a two-part film. 2015, the first one came out. Um, and that was actually an indie film. Uh, and uh, they released it uh i saw it in vegas at the theater uh and then right. the sequel uh in 2017 came out and i saw it at the theater as well i believe both of them are still on netflix they were for the longest time but those films are very much 300 of everything's basically cgi right except for the people and you've got these huge battles of you know thousands of people uh getting uh chopped up and everything sure. so uh it's uh it's a, a perfect uh piece here um there were some other ones though uh I, I i couldn't remember off the top of my head but uh definitely i think in in general was a, a big influence on uh indian films yeah i could definitely see that i mean I, I haven't seen as many as you have i've seen a couple but uh you know whenever you see the trailers for those movies they all feel very 300 ish oh i did have one more okay and that cool. was actually and this is actually a big one because um, we didn't talk a lot about uh, what this movie did with the uh, like cast and stuff, but uh, this was a huge movie for Gerard Butler. Mm -hmm. I mean, uh, it it really put him on the map as far as being able to be a a star. I mean, he he'd done some a lot of things before this. He was actually Dracula um, in the Dracula 2000 movie, and he was in. Um, I can't think of the other one, but you know, he'd done some things, but, sure. uh, this was the one where people were like, really took notice. And of course now he's a, an action star, but also, um, Lena Hetty, she, uh, of course went on, uh, for game of Thrones and game of Thrones is another one of those that is an adult TV show with swords, uh, and it's not necessarily of the, real real uh, strict and um what, what am i trying to say here it's it's exploitive sure. <laughs> you've got nudity you got blood and guts and it's it is it's not of oh this is uh this is highbrow art you know what i mean yeah it's 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 just uh you know fun it's dark it's nasty it's it's you know uh along the same lines it, it, it's it's more grounded in reality uh than 300 but at the same time it, it comes from that same uh feeling of just down and dirty yeah um, so no that's a that's a great one to uh to end it on because i think game of yeah. thrones definitely is heavily inspired uh by 300 and you know, 300, like we've been saying through a lot of these pieces, really brought back that that kind of uh, sand and sandals, swords, big warrior, you know, epic kind of things. And, I mean, that has been, you know, Game of Thrones has been, like, the biggest, <laughs> really, right. of, of right. the last yeah. 15 years. Yeah. So, uh, Right on. Well... I, I'm not going to do a finished puzzle here just because uh, <laughs> we, ha we have a lot of things here, but we, we talked about a lot of stuff. And uh, ch check out the show notes if you want to see the finished puzzle, everybody. But <laughs> is there any major things about about 300 that you know we didn't quite talk about as, while going through pieces here? Yeah, just a, a couple of things. One is something that really, really made me mad at the time of the Oscars. Uh, 300 was not nominated for special effects mm. uh, for an Oscar. It was when they first cut back the special effects awards. To, you know, it used to be like 100 people. I mean, 100 nominees for right. special effects. And then they cut it back to like four or something. Um, the Golden Compass 
The Golden Compass beat out 300 and Transformers. It's ridiculous. Okay, the first Transformers movie. Who has even seen The Golden Compass? I've never even seen it. Mm. It's like a Nicole Kimmon movie, I think. I think uh, I did see it for free, but it's not very good. (laughs) (laughs) So were the special effects better than this or or the Transformers? Not even close. (laughs) Not even better than Transformers. No, but definitely 300 should have been. I mean, to me right there, that shows you that, hey, come on, Oscars. (laughs) I know, I was so mad. I was so mad. Not even a nominee. I mean... That 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 killed me at the time. A couple of other things. One is, uh, you know, this was uh, I mentioned um, how uh, how casting with Butler, um, Michael Fassbender. Um, uh, this was the first time that um, I had took notice of him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know how much he had done before that, but um, he is definitely one of my favorites. Uh, and he's you know doesn't have a huge part in this movie but uh he he's solid in it and definitely he was the first time that i took notice it's funny that you brought him up because i didn't remember that he was in this and <laughs> and because you know i hadn't seen it since the theater and when i was uh re-watching it i was like oh my god it's michael fassbender and he is just awesome in this like yeah. what what a uh yeah you know he really kind of just blew up you know a couple of years after this and i think right. definitely thanks in part to this role the other thing was Larry Fong, um, cinematography. Um, that guy is awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, this is, I, I, I don't know what happened. It used to be uh, Snyder would uh, do his movies with Fong and also Tyler Bates. Uh, that crew kind of broke up once he moved over to uh, doing the DC. Of course, they may have their own uh, specific people they want to do what. But, um, Larry Fong's amazing. Um, I always look forward to everything that he does. Mm-hmm. The other thing I just wanted to say is, uh, to me, uh, this movie is probably in my top five of favorite all-time movies. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I feel of the movies uh, in my lifetime, this is definitely up there uh, in the movies that were groundbreaking or, or revolutionary at the time that they came out. Yeah. Um, my list, uh, the Blair Witch Project is one of them. Mm-hmm. Pulp Fiction, sure. Star Wars, Superman, 300, and Do the Right Thing. That's my list of uh, groundbreaking revolutionary movies that changed cinema in some regard. I think that's um, a good list right there, seriously. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Some people may not agree at all, but hey, <laughs> I think it's a pretty damn good list. It's uh, and I, and I do agree. I, I think it is absolutely groundbreaking. I mean, as we saw from a lot of these pieces, uh, you know, it, it was just hugely influential on on the the following decade that came and and still still now. Right. You know? Yeah. What one other uh, one other thought that I I had uh, Xerxes uh, Rod- oh, Rodrigo yeah. Santoro we we didn't yeah. bring him up at all but uh, oh yeah you know I think that also we didn't have any pieces that uh, that we brought up but like to have that like big flamboyant you know uh, villain right. like right. I th- I think that is something that has probably come up a lot in the movies uh, following it's such a great character you know yeah no I I would say I would say Thanos uh, sure takes inspiration there I was gonna uh, say may- maybe uh, maybe Thor Ragnarok uh, Kate Blanchett's character a right. little bit as well right. but uh, yeah. yeah no that is such a great character uh, one last thing and then we'll, we'll wrap it up um, I never saw the sequel. Do you like the sequel? 
Oh yeah, yeah. The sequel's great. It is. Is it? Um, it, Snyder and his wife actually did produce the the sequel. I believe Snyder uh, co-wrote it. Um, it's it's very much in line with this film, and yeah, it's it's great. It okay. is. Um, yeah, I do I do recommend it for anybody that hasn't uh, seen it. Um, uh, yeah, this, Cersei's this, is the only uh, one that's back, right? Like no no other characters. Yeah, I mean it's mostly it's it's the story that's going on at the same time that their battles are right. On. So yeah, uh, it's uh, it's mostly uh, other characters. It's good as well. And here's the thing: is that supposedly uh, after that one, Snyder was saying that he hopes that he was able to do other like historical movies. I don't know if he would direct himself or just kind of write and produce. Mm -hmm. But um, talking about you know things like George Washington and things like that, I think that would be amazing to have the 300 stylized world to uh, redo like American history. Sure. Um, I would so be excited for that. Because I do love uh, historical films in general. An Alamo, I would be all on board in Alamo. Mm -hmm. Of course they did remake the Alamo and I liked it but uh, to do one that's more like stylized Sure. Yeah, that'd be bad right on well uh chad is there another movie you watched recently you'd like to recommend to our listeners yeah um i would say the doorman i watched that uh the other night the ruby rose uh movie sure um i i uh i really think ruby rose is underrated underappreciated in what she can do um I, of course she was great as batwoman in the series mm-hmm. um and she's you know, walked away from that for whatever reason. But I, I think, I hope she gets to do more things like the doorman and even bigger than that. The doorman's kind of a, a throwback to nineties action. Mm-hmm. It takes place in this uh, apartment complex. that's being shut down over Easter weekend um, due to renovations. It's pretty much empty. These bad guys come in um, and uh, it's kind of die hard meets home alone meets the professional. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty great. Um, um, you know, speaking of the doorman, I woke up this morning to a voicemail from my dad. He said, Dave, I just want you to know the doorman would have been a big money maker if it opened in theaters. Big, big action, and she's covered in freaking tattoos. <laughs> there you go. Yeah, so. It's got the Rich Rosen stamp of approval. So. <laughs> yeah, no. No, Ru- Ruby Rose is great. I, I look forward to more like giving her uh, a chance to do what she can do because she's a badass. Nice. Right on. Well, Chad, I am glad we did this one. This was fun. And uh, as always, look forward to getting you back on the show. Oh, yeah. Anytime. You've heard others. But nothing could prepare you for the shameful stupidity that is the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Here, Imran. So if you offend everyone at once, it all it's a wash. I've covered everybody. Anthony. Sorry, I was texting. Say that again. And Rug Boy. Yeah, whenever there's a snowstorm, my slack hole tightens up. As they talk over one another. Just exactly uh, the same as Jay is Terminator. Terminator. We're talking over each other. It's fine. Sorry. Swear. I had boobies. And ask you for money. Just give us the money. Witness the hubris as they claim to be the world's authority on comic book movies. Who said Never said that. You've never said that. Who cares? A jock said that. Comic book, TV, movie, reviews, news, and whatever they choose. Available 
available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. The Jock and Nerd Podcast. It can't be silly, goofy fun. Seriously, people really listen to this. Jock uh, and Nerd! All right, so I hope you enjoyed that conversation about 300. And, you know, it is almost time for the Snyder Cut. So, I don't know. I, I'm going to see. I might make myself rewatch Man of Steel and Batman v Superman leading up to it. I, I don't watch superhero movies at home. Uh, it, it's just not my thing. But it, So, I never end up rewatching superhero movies pretty much, period. So, I've definitely never seen either of those a second time. Uh, so, that, that's a pretty huge undertaking for me. But I think I'm going to maybe try to do it so I could give that Snyder Cut thing... The justice it deserves. Chad, what have you got me into? Anyway, uh, thank you all for listening. I hope you enjoy what we're doing here at Piecing It Together. If you do, you could subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts, and you can rate and review us on Apple Podcasts or Podchaser. And you can follow us on social media at PiecingPod. Don't forget to join our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces, where we continue the conversation about all the movies we talk about here on the show. And Chad makes sure to bring up DC movies and Zack Snyder movies whenever he gets a chance. Uh, also, we have a Patreon, the Produced by David Rosen Patreon, where I post advanced episodes of Piecing It Together, as well as bonus content, as well as content from some of the other podcasts that I'm involved with, like Awesome Movie Year, who just recently posted a special bonus episode of the film Purple Rain. It's a bonus episode from their 1984 season. So lots of great content over on the Patreon. It's produced by David Rosen because it combines all the stuff that is produced by me so check out patreon.com slash by david rosen if you really love the show and want to support it a little bit we will do a lot more special bonus content if we get some more subscribers so uh if you really like what we're doing it is the way to get more of what we're doing so let's close this thing out with a piece of music and i should play something that's got Got a good war type feel to it, something to fit with 300. And I think I'm going to play this track called Journey, which is from my free album Like Ashes. Definitely has a little bit of that kind of vibe to it. So enjoy this track. It's called Journey. Uh, this album, Like Ashes, is free, by the way. It's not one of my main albums, it's one of my bonus track albums, which are exclusively on my Bandcamp profile, davidrosen.bandcamp.com. There are three free albums alongside my uh, six main albums, and this is on one of those. So enjoy Journey, and we'll be back and more piecing it together, more of these Missing Pieces episodes, maybe some more Breaking It Apart episodes, and a whole bunch of other great stuff coming up real soon.
an All Points West production, produced by David Rosen in Las Vegas.